Support for Food Friday Leftovers comes from Berkshire Co-op Market, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, a community-owned natural grocery store dedicated to sustainable agriculture, the local economy, and the environment. Working within the community to better Berkshire County, one basket at a time. Berkshire.coop. Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers, a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. We've got fried dough, uh, does it go in the fridge? Sure. <laughs> We're talking with Deanna Fox once again. She's joining us, and we are talking fair food today. The first question I have has to do with the fried dough differences. You touched on this in the Vox Pop episode, and I just wanted you to kind of elaborate on the difference between the two. I personally prefer the, I guess, what is it, standard fried dough then, not yeah. funnel cake? Yeah, so they are two different things. So fried dough is almost like like a pizza dough. It's like a stretchy dough. Um, except it's kind of sweet, and you basically just stretch it out into a round of whatever size, whatever thickness, and fry it. So it's like a fried, it's almost um, closer to a donut in that way, like a raised donut, a yeasted donut. Funnel cake is basically pancake batter uh, that you're just kind of pouring into hot oil, and you kind of just circle it around. It's like it all around my favorite and... foods named one after the yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of make this little, like, cluster it looks like an octopus like a tangled up octopus covered in powdered well now i don't want to eat it anymore now why is it that it stays together is it just because you're layering on top of one another yeah so you're just kind of and as you kind of form it when you start to kind of circle this in i like to start mine from the inside and kind of spiral out and the force from um, adding the batter into the oil kind of creates like this little whirlpool and it kind of spins the oil around. And so all kind of like through centrifugal force or whatever, I guess, kind of just pulls it all together. Um, but then you kind of go because it's a lot. Like for um, each of the ones that we have here, they're what, like maybe six and a half inches wide. And that's like a half cup of dough or of, of batter. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you put it in the first time, it's like this just this little string of batter. And so you just keep layering it and layering it. And it gets to be about a half inch high. And that's it. And it's nice because you get all those nooks and crannies. It's not, you know, it's a little bit crispy. It's not chewy like fried dough is. No. Um, that's why I like fried dough. I like that chew. Mm-hmm. But the funnel cake is kind of crispy and you get all those little nooks and crannies. So if you're going to put um, strawberry jam or chocolate sauce or cinnamon sugar or whatever you want to put on it, it really gets trapped in all those nooks and crannies and melts in there. And um, So you can get those really good bites, yeah. like the one you want to save for last. Yeah. Where you know there's a bunch of stuff in right, there. Right, <laughs> right. It's like all tucked in there, like a little alcove. It's great. Is there like a, a regional thing with fried dough and funnel cake? Because where I grew up on the Jersey Shore, the boardwalk, it was there's funnel cake everywhere. Yeah, I'm not sure like the, the origins of which comes where. I think... Because um, I never heard about fried dough until I came up here. Yeah, I'm not really sure where that started. I'm thinking fried dough has to be kind of wherever there was a big Italian community. Um, kind well, that of, doesn't make any sense then. Yeah, wherever <laughs> that would kind of, wherever that would kind of go. But um, I don't really know. I mean, in my fair experience, I've seen both kind of in equal measure. So I'm not sure which one came first or which one came. Is there like a battle where. at the fair? 
I don't know, but <laughs> funnel you do cake see, versus fried dough you know, wars. You you do see like different. Is that going to um, be on TLC? Marketing, next year, yeah, different like marketing or like word arrangements of like world's best fried dough, best fried dough in the world, like you know, <laughs> um, you know, blue ribbon winner. Like everybody, every kind of station or stall that you find that has fried dough or funnel cake, they always try to like claim how they're the best or somehow some differentiator. But it's like, oh, we can't all be the blue ribbon winner or <laughs> the best somehow, but. They try. They sure do try them. So there is blue ribbon stuff still. I haven't been to a fair, yeah. actually, in a while. Yeah. I went to the Altamont Fair a couple times yeah. recently. I like the Altamont Fair. That's a good one. It's it just is. a nice local fair. You run into people that you know. You know, the exhibit's there. And they do have, they have, like, the 4-H building or the Grange building or whatever. And people submit their crochet, you know, pot holders and their strawberry jam. And they do get ribbons. And it's always fun to see that. But we always went to the fair. We were always participating in a fair growing up. And it was just, it's just a nice community thing. It kind of brings everybody together. And it is really a celebration of the end of, you know, the agricultural aspect in a lot of ways has been lost. It's just a form of entertainment for people. But up until maybe the 1960s, the 1950s, it really was a chance for people to come together either just before or just after the harvest and really share, you know, their experience and and celebrate together. So, and that's where a lot of the food popularized, um, as we talked about on the show. A lot of the food that we just take for granted now, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't really have until they went to a fair and were exposed to it. And the nice thing is it's cheap yes. and um, it's, you know, easy to come by. And so it doesn't feel like a big risk. You're not bringing in, a you know, <laughs> a dozen bananas into your home. You're just bringing one in that's covered in ice cream and chocolate sauce and pineapple <laughs> and every other exotic thing at the time. So I had no idea hamburgers were popularized at fairs. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I never would have put those together. Yeah, the St. Louis Fair, the the World's Fair, 1904. That's where a lot of fair food came from. Huh, and that was like the 100th anniversary of the Louisiana Purchase, too. It was like kind of the end of the frontier. So a lot of things that were handheld, if you were a, you know, a frontiersman that you had to eat on the go, <laughs> you know, trying to move away from danger, you came back to the fair. So it was pretty great. So do you think that this fair culture that we have in the United States, using the hamburger as an example, now they're everywhere. They're on every corner. Mm-hmm. You can get a hamburger anywhere. Right. Um, do you think that that made a, a large impact in everything from the way that we eat to the types of food that we eat? Oh, sure. And I think that um, just how the fair is able to popularize and expose people to things like Chinese food first was like really presented at a fair and, you know, um, Indian food and things like that. They really came through as an exhibition not so much as something that we would find like a hamburger but it was like this like exotic mysterious treat that people could try (laughs) and they could come and you know and then it's like oh it's good i think with the hamburger too probably things like that really um, became even to the next echelon of popularity with fast food you Mm -hmm. know the first fast food joints and car hops and that kind of thing but still they all kind of you know there wasn't people in a through history, not everyone knew how to read. Not everyone had access to getting information, but everyone kind of saved up and everybody kind of went to the fair and they were, you know, county fairs, town fairs, you know, some sort of community fair. And you would go and you would travel and you'd plan and you would bring your stuff and you'd exchange. And so it it was really like the information highway. It was like the super center. It was the Google of the, you know, 18th and 19th century. So it was pretty interesting that you could go instead of just reading about a hamburger or about a banana or about a grapefruit or whatever. You could just go and see it and try it for yourself. So, yeah. It's kind of like a link to the past, I guess. It is. Because yeah. they're still going even though 
Yeah. There's all this information out there already. Well, I'm sure it might. it's probably different depending on where you go. We're lucky in the Northeast because we're so, like, you know, entrenched in history. True. But, you know, <laughs> people were calling in on the show today and they were talking about fairs going on since 1790. And that's insanity. Like a fair that's almost as old as the country that it's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty crazy. But I don't know. It's, it also was great in a lot of ways, too. I want to ask you about people sleeping at the fair that we <laughs> grew up. <laughs> sleeping? Oh, oh, in the cells. Yeah, people. Yeah. So. Um, I grew up in farm country. Everybody had animals. Everybody had um So it's kind of like having your kids there and, and you have to stay with them. <laughs> yeah, and you usually do. Somebody stays and you'll see it. I mean, if you go, I don't know what fairs here would do, but I do know that if you go to the state fair, um, you'll see people and they have their cots out and they might even pitch little tents and there are, you know, stalls that have showers in them, you know, bathroom stalls that have showers and people are... There and it's kind of like also. I remember as a kid, that was like the only time that you got to see a lot of people. Like, you saw these people once a year, and it's like, yeah. oh, go in summer camp to meet your friends. Um, plus, there's also a ton of greasy, delicious, amazing food, you know. <laughs> but people would go, and you know, you're not there for the entire fair, you're there for a couple of days whenever they're going to be showing whatever cattle, whatever yeah. livestock that day or those two days, people would go. But you know, it, it was great. So, yeah, if you go to a lot of bigger fairs, probably if you go to the biggie. I don't know if they do it at the Vermont State Fair, but you'll see people just kind of taking a snooze, curled up. I mean, in the especially in the cow barn. I'm not sure why this is, but they'll just have their hands, like, you know, their fingers locked behind their head, and they're just leaning back on a cow, and they're just snoozing. <laughs> so it's cow great. Cow snoozing. All yeah, right. a cow snooze. <laughs> Interesting. So um, I have a question about, I guess, the word. We use the word fair, but... I know people who will also describe it as a carnival. A carnival, yeah. So is there a true difference that would distinguish a fair from a carnival? Or is it something that is just based on your geography, just like people would say soda here and pop in Pennsylvania? Right. I think um, probably it's more interchangeable now. But I think historically a fair was like the agricultural fairs that we still have a lot of in this area. And a carnival was more almost like the circus coming in. Um, so it would be more attention on the midway, more attention on the sideshow acts, uh, the games, you know, like knocking over the, the clowns with the wooden balls and throwing and the ring around the milk. The yes, rides. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that probably is more akin to carnival. But most places now they're kind of intertwined because you can't you almost can't go to a fair without having, you know, a midway and the games and all that fun stuff. Is a festival kind of in the middle, I guess? Yeah. A festival sort of. I feel like I mean now we think of music festivals, I guess, yeah. but it wasn't always. But like the garlic festival or the corn festival or something like that, you know. And usually at a festival you have a princess. That seems to be the big differentiator. Like <laughs> there's like the dairy princess or the corn queen or something. So instead of blue ribbons. Yeah, and so they get sashes, they get crowns. Like the tulip festival, the tulip yes. festival has a queen. That's true. You know, this is so true. it usually has a more centralized focus, and somebody gets coronated. Is there fried dough and? In- Funnel cake at Tulip Fest? I don't know if I've ever seen them. I think I've seen fried dough. There are vendors that sell fried yeah. dough, but not funnel cake. And that's the other thing, too. A lot of it is like you have almost corporate vendors or people who are part of some sort of association where they come in and they just handle the food. And I feel like at a fair, you're more likely to have the firemen doing barbecue chicken and you're, the church ladies doing the pie and yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. And um, Those are great. And They're the board the... kid taking the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, the sense of community. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love that stuff. I love it. So what are some other fair foods that you there's immediately in, gravitate towards? Yeah, there's the classic stuff. There's, you know, 
like we said, the funnel cake, the the fried dough, the caramel apples, the beef on whack or sausage and peppers and onions and that kind of thing. But, you know, like the, the meat parfaits I'm fascinated by, you get like these cups and it's like a layer of mashed potato and a layer of some sort of ground or shaved meat and then gravy and they keep piling it up and it's like a walking sundae, you know. That you can that just delicious. eat with meat and potato, which is <laughs> now I, mean, I want one for dinner. Amazing, <laughs> and like the Sounds spud hut, good. you know, the cart where you get the baked potato and you can put anything on it, which is always good. And the barbecue, and it almost feels like you can get any food can be a, a fair food now, but usually it's fried and on a stick, and sometimes it's both of those things. So that kind of to me is what makes a fair food a fair food, and it's really something that you wait pretty much all year to yeah. have. Like you're not really going to go out and get the same thing. Yeah, like when do you really have fried dough? You have it at a fair, right? You yep. don't really go home and make it. You're not really ordering it. Um, there's a couple of restaurants in Albany I know that do, um, they're Italian restaurants and they do fried dough. Um, DeRaymond sometimes will come around and they'll have a little basket of fried dough and um, they'll do that. But usually you're only seeing it at a fair. Yeah, it feel weird to me to eat it without yeah. being at a fair or like I grew up near the boardwalk. Yeah, It doesn't seem like something I would just go out and... Eat. Yeah. yeah. It has to be, yeah, like you said, uh, like a fair or something. It's the whole experience. The it's timing the atmosphere. has to be right. Yeah. Yes. It has to be hot and sticky hmm. and uh, outdoors and inevitably so you'll have it on your shirt. Bl- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the wind yeah. can blow all the powdered sugar onto your clothes and the person next to you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay because you're at a fair. And then you're guilty. <laughs> you can't lie about it. Well, yeah. like, you had fried dough without me. And you'd be like, no, I didn't. And they're like, it's all over you. <laughs> I was standing next to someone else. I oh swear. yes, it was the wind. It wasn't me. <laughs> Smell my breath. <laughs> but oh, you know what else I love? So my friend Mackenzie, she reminded me of this. But the big pickle, like you used to get those big, huge, like whiskey barrels and full of dill pickles. And I remember this. I remember I wanted one so bad, and I just gotten braces, <laughs> and my teeth hurt so bad, like I was like devastated. But for like a dollar, you get these massive dill pickles. My friend Mackenzie was telling me about um, she would eat out, she would like hollow out the middle with her finger and then she would put like hot sauce or something in it and like eat down through this pickle with like a hot sauce center and um, genius. She's from Texas, so (laughs) maybe it's a Texas thing, but. Let's say, did she market this at all? (laughs) I know. Well, you know, Ray offered up a few ideas. The the fried garlic wrapped in bacon, that sounds pretty um, trademark worthy, I'd say. Yes, yes. Patent worthy. Yes. The only yeah. thing that was mentioned in the previous Vox Pop episode that I probably wouldn't try is garlic ice cream. Yeah. I would try I'm that. I'm not down for that either. If you roast garlic, it gets kind of sweet. Sweet and mellow. But sweet enough for ice cream. Yeah. Have you ever had foie gras ice cream? No. It's another thing. Sounds I'm just awful. like, and I'm kind of like the same with pizza and ice cream. It doesn't really need all the crazy stuff. Yeah. I'm fine with just... Yeah. The pizza or the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, mint chocolate or the pepperoni. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to go crazy. Classic. Yeah. There was um, some meme I just saw on the internet about a delivery boy or somebody, somebody going to get their pizza and ordered it with pineapple. And there was a note and a $5 bill taped into the thing. It's like, I just, here's your money back. I couldn't bring myself to put pineapple on this pizza. <laughs> oh. What a terrible idea. So it was Dave, everybody. Yes, yeah. he did it. <laughs> And here we are talking about pizza again. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable once the fried dough came up and yeah. I heard the word. Yeah. Dough. Dough. Italian. Yes. Pizza. Yeah. There you go. It wasn't yeah. too bad. It was meant to be. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have any uh, funny fair stories? Uh, no, I don't really have. 
I remember once going in like the, it wasn't the tilt to world, but it was akin to the tilt to world. I got really sick and like felt terrible. And my mom's like, do you want something to make your stomach feel better? And I was thinking like she might have like Pepto or something in her purse. And she just bought me one of those giant, like huge, like quarts of lemonade and fried dough. And I was like, this isn't going to make me feel better. Even as a kid, I could recognize like that thing is delicious, but it's not going to make me feel better. Um, but I can't say I have any necessarily funny stories or strange stories. The food is always good. It's really hard. I mean, like once I had chicken that wasn't cooked all the way through, but did that scar you for a while? No, no. Because I just know go someone next... who's had like uncooked chicken and now he like has to overcook every single piece of yeah. chicken. He has. Oh god, <laughs> blackened chicken, Cajun chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's like blackened salmon, but chicken version. Yeah, the chicken version, Cajun chicken. But uh, no, I don't have any bad stories, and I try to. You know, you can spend a lot of money at a fair and get a ton, a ton of food. My editor at the Times Union wrote a piece once about, for um, the Utica Observer Dispatch, about spending, she had 50 bucks, her and her photographer that she was teamed with for the day had 50 bucks. And they were thinking they weren't going to get very much food. And they got like everything. <laughs> they got, you know, so much food that they were basically gorging themselves by the end of the day and um, you don't spend a lot to get good food you can get a really great sandwich on the side for eight bucks or you can get you know a polish plate for 10 bucks which is going to fill you up for the rest of the day yeah um so it's really hard unless you plan on like making the fair you're going every day you're going to be there all day you have to kind of watch it there's only so much you really yeah, can eat yeah your i don't ambitions... know if i could do multiple days with the fried food anymore yeah your ambitions mm -hmm. are always bigger than your stomach but yeah. um when i was younger maybe not yeah. anymore yeah yeah <laughs> it's tough another but... way of getting older creeps up on you i know i shouldn't eat fried food three meals in a row anymore <laughs> i know i've been i was like eating really healthy and then i was on vacation for essentially like a month and just eating whatever and i'm just like lately i'm like oh my god i have heartburn every day you're gonna have to recover for three days four days or yeah, something just like greens, that just greens just greens <laughs> yeah the salad. worst thing part about traveling or like a vacation now is yeah. not being able to cook for yourself because you're constantly eating out yeah we like, always I try to go home and eat something i cooked yeah we're big on like doing the airbnb or staying with friends that have a place or something like that and we bring the big cooler full of food and stuff to the grocery store and try to cook as much at home but you know, like when we were on the Cape, Eric, my son who's in here with me today, became a big fan of oysters, mm. raw oysters That's all the around place vacation. To go. So they're, you know, healthy for you. They're not going to give you too many problems. But then there's amazing fried fish everywhere you turn around and you eat that for three days in a row and you're like, oh, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. And then it's a four and a half hour ride. Home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good at the time. So many regrets. Yes. yes. But um, Well, don't make too many regrets at the fair this year. Yeah. Save room for dessert. Pick the one thing you want for dessert. You know, if you go to the state fair, make sure you hit up the 25 cent dairy bar. You know, that sounds good. And there's always samples. Like you can sample things throughout the day. Everybody go to the exhibit buildings and, you know, try the maple cream and try whatever kind of thing they're, you know, they're looking to expose you to. I remember Dippin' Dots. Like when Dippin' Dots first came out, <laughs> they were at the fair and people oh were like, here, gosh. eat Dippin' Dots. And, amazing. Uh, no, oh god, they're terrible. Well, it was amazing when they first came out. Yeah, it was I like remember the future. A, it's here. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> being a kid and being like, "This is ice cream." Yeah, <gasps> this is so amazing. But then they're just little ice cube. I, yeah, they're yeah. like little malt ball. But the inside of a malt ball is what they like, like minuscule versions of a Whopper. It's just like, oh, this is really disappointing. I saw somebody on Twitter who's like a respectable adult human who was like, ah, Dippin' Dots, my day is made. And it's like, what are you doing? I never caught on. No, they're not good. They're not no. good. 
Sorry, well, Dippin' Dots. I was so excited to get them. <laughs> there goes that underwriting. No. My mom, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom never let us get them because I think, I don't know why she wouldn't let us get them, but she was just like, no, you're not, I'm not buying that. Yeah. And then I finally, <laughs> finally got a chance to have it. And the disappointment, like, because it like doesn't, I've heard this story you expect before. it to be like ice cream, you know? <laughs> like, like, yeah. And it's not. It is not. It's ice. It's like, yeah. It's like, you, the hype built up too much. Man, it's like that ice cream that's out now that's supposed to be healthy and it's like 300 oh, calories up, yeah. up for a container. Yeah, I bought a couple pints of that. I was like, Oh, yeah. they were giving it away for free at the store. That's why I tried it. Yeah. I don't even want the free coupons. <laughs> I was disappointed too. We have good Too taste. good to be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you can eat a whole pint. And it's the same caloric intake as like, you know, half a scoop of traditional ice cream. But like, I'd yeah, rather have the this. half scoop of deliciousness <laughs> yeah. than to that to have that ice milk. Yeah. Well You're the nice now. thing the nice thing about fairs <laughs> is that they don't post any like nutritional information. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have like, to think those about calorie it. counts haven't made it. I have to this the I have yet. this theory that if you like share things with people, the calories don't count. Like you're not really it's like I didn't really eat the whole thing. No. So it was communal eating, it doesn't <laughs> count. But it's it's a fair. It was a, a fun family time. Calories yeah. don't count. That's right. Everyone go enjoy yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and if it's a large enough fair, you walk around, you burn some calories. And you do. There you go. And yeah. then sleep on a cow. Get your wine get your wine slushy. They all have wine slushies now. So there you go. Fried beer and wine slushies. Can't lose. Sounds oh. like a good time to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in again, Tiana. Oh, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. That was local writer Deanna Fox talking to us about fair food. Find her at foxonfood.com. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jim Laboulis. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs>